Hello gorgeous and welcome to the Swan Waters Healing Podcast. I'm Max Thompson, let's dive right in. Hey guys, I just wanted to talk a little bit today um, about how we can be a little bit more self-compassionate when it comes to, you know, the change that we're making and the way that we're responding to uh, feeling triggered and feeling, uh, you know, and maybe uh, feeling down on ourselves, feeling like, feeling shame and feeling, you know, really low self-esteem. Um, and I, I know I say this often, but it's such a clear explanation of um, sort of what, where shame differs from guilt. Um, uh, guilt being um, the feeling like I did something wrong and shame being the feeling I am something wrong. Like, So it, it's more to do with there being an innate reason why you shouldn't you know, you don't deserve to be loved or supported or whatever. Um, and sometimes I find that those moments when we feel that they just kind of, they can really sneak up on you sometimes. I was, in fact, I was uh, taking public transport into the office this morning and um, I had, I was traveling with my husband and he, he had a bag of stuff that he needed for the day that I had carried onto public transport and was sitting on this seat next to him and suddenly as we were just we were just sitting on public transport we were just chatting away and suddenly I thought what if I forget the bag that would be and and because I'd carried it onto the tram suddenly it felt like was my responsibility and I I just felt like, oh, I'm going to forget it and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to ruin this day and I'm going to have to and, and how would I then fix it? And it, it just spiraled out of control so quickly. And I realized that part of the story that I was telling myself in that moment was that, you know, that you're so disorganized, you can never, you know, you can't be trusted to actually ha help someone out with something uh, because you'll just be disorganized and you just mess it up and etc 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 and so as I became aware that that conversation was running through my head I you know I, I was able to pull the plug on that but I thought isn't that weird just that kind of random shouldn't forget the bag on the bus thought which is you know a, a relatively normal thought to have um I went into this whole narrative about how irresponsible I was and how incapable I am of looking after myself and other people so it can kind of spiral out of control quite quickly the beauty is that as you become more aware of what's going on inside your head you can you can feel that story go off and you can say like, no, that's not the story. That's, that's an old story. I'm taking that one back. Like we don't, like we're not going to run that script today. But when we're dealing with those moments, like what we're really doing is informing ourselves about who we are. That's us talking to ourselves about who we are and what our place is in the world and what our 
abilities are and how we as people what our worth and what our worth is and our place is in this world and so like I said like once you start becoming aware of those stories then you can call those back you can start telling different stories self-awareness is a really important part of that like being consciously aware of the stories that are running in your head because trust me whether you are aware of them or not they are running in your head so the more you can create a space where you're aware of what's going on in your own mind the more you can then redirect the stories you can change the stories and one of the things that when I sort of first started becoming aware of these stories what I would do in response rather than kind of you know taking that step back and going like whoa wait like what are you on about right um I would then instead go like why are you thinking these things about yourself are you stupid so I would then beat myself up over the fact that I was having a negative thought and that of course doesn't work either that then is a negative story in and of itself I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, I think. Um, I watched too much RuPaul's Drag Race, I can't remember. But I think it was All-Stars. Um, yeah, it was. And it was season two of All-Stars. And it was Katya who at some point said that when she heard that voice, she go, hey, Barbara, shut up. <laughs> and I really liked that. So what um what she'd done was name her inner voice so that she could call her back and go like no we're not going there Barbara shut up and I thought that's such a clever way of of kind of doing it and you can say it out loud or you can you know depending on whether you're on the bus or not um I don't know how people would take to you sitting on a bus and suddenly going hey Tracy shut up out of nowhere when there's no one next to you you know that might give people room to think but then on the other hand who cares what they think what is important is what you think and uh, and how you feel about the fact that these stories are part of you and they are and they're also not they are definitely something that we can change and we can restructure we can stop those negative beliefs about ourselves and we can rewrite them with positive beliefs about ourselves and we can say like because that's at the same time that I was going down that rabbit hole of you're gonna forget this bag and it's just gonna be you know one more bit of proof about how irresponsible you are how horrible you are like it could have also been hey thanks for consciously thinking about the bag so that you don't forget it well done for for bringing that to the forefront of my mind so that's how I took that like oh thanks for reminding me not to get off this bus without that bag but the thing is like we can't what so what's happening when we're beating ourselves up over having bad thoughts is because we're still coming from a place of fear around what we're doing like Uh, like I said like in the beginning I would then beat myself up over having those thoughts and what that actually was was me being afraid to feel that because sometimes you know when we're running old scripts and when we're running those old ideas about who we are what we're really doing is exploring some of 
you know, maybe the, the, the stories that brought those beliefs into existence in the first place. So it might be, you know, things that your parents did or said to you, things that your spouse did or, or your ex said or did to you, or pe things that your teachers in school said to you. And it all informs the, the way that we see ourselves and the, the stories that we're telling ourselves about ourselves and our place in the world. So it's an invitation. When, so when we become aware of these stories, it's an invitation for us to then look at those stories and really start digging into where's this coming from? Why am I thinking this? The idea being like, lean into it, figure it out, then let it go. It's the only way to process it is to lean into it. You can't process emotion by pushing it down because all it's going to do is like a ping pong ball. You push that ping pong ball under the water, it's going to eventually plop back up. The harder you push it down, the harder it's going to pl plump up, jump up, I don't know, up. Anyway, um, and so when I would berate myself for having those thoughts, it was really me not wanting to deal with the underlying story, the, the underlying emotion of where that story was coming from. But the thing is, we can't change our lives from a place of fear. We can't say, I'm afraid of X, Y, Z, so I'm going to try and not feel it. I don't want to feel it. I'm so afraid to feel it, so I'm not going to feel it. It doesn't work like that. So we have to come from a place where we're saying like, okay, this is going to be hard and I'm not particularly looking forward to it, but you know what? I'm okay. I'm going to do this. And what we need to do in order to do that is create an inner voice that we feel supports us, that we feel is not being judgmental, that we feel is saying, you've got this. Whatever this is, you can look at it and you're going to be fine. You have got this. We have to get back to a place where we can actually trust and support ourselves in the process of changing how we think, changing how we feel, changing how we behave. And that all starts with changing how we think and how we speak to ourselves. And in order to bring that compassion into our lives, when we are dealing with our healing, it means that we have to take it slowly. We can't move fast. We can't move too fast. Because when we're trying to jump from where we're at to, you know, where we would want to be in one big leap, that's not going to be, that's not going to be comfortable. We're probably going to not manage that very well. So <clears throat> there's this idea like, and I, I've been listening to um, Denise Dunfield Thomas's book, Get Rich, L Lucky Bitch. Um, and and kind of, I, I revisit that sometimes because sometimes I get like, I hit another bit of negative conversation around money with myself because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm unpacking some of the financial abuse aspects of my story. And so when I feel like I'm kind of struggling there, I go back to that book because she's quite upbeat and positive and it makes me kind of want to want to go and tackle that next. It's like my go and tackle that next um, that next bit of stress that you have around it. But anyway, one of the things that she says in it um, is like, take it slowly. Like if you're not saving any money right now, then maybe just start by saving $5 a week. 
is what she suggests. Rather than saying, I'm going to put like 500 a month aside, like start with a smaller amount until that feels comfortable and then increase that amount until that feels comfortable and then increase it a little bit again. And that's the same way with healing. Like take small steps, but keep taking small steps. And that's going to be much more effective, much more sustainable. And it's going to be much more supportive because if you're, if your um if your goal is to you know start learning yoga or start implementing yoga as part of your healing routine or some you know your new healthy thriving life that's great that's a fantastic goal and you should definitely go for it but it would be unrealistic to say the least to think that you're going to be a yoga teacher tomorrow right you're not going to be a yogi tomorrow you might be you know, in X number of years, but you're not likely going to be that tomorrow morning if you have never done yoga today. So if it starts with, I'm going to do five minutes tomorrow morning, that's a goal that you can achieve. And then you can make it, I'm going to do five minutes every morning this week. And then it's going to be 10 minutes. And then it's, so you build it up. And the thing is that every time you have success, every time you manage that you know, a smaller step like that, it's going to reconfirm to yourself that, oh wait, I can support myself. I can actually take control of my healing. I am empowered to make these changes in my life. And so it's important not just to set those smaller realistic goals. It is also important to then celebrate when you reach those goals. And maybe five minutes of yoga is just high five. And maybe then, you know, two months down the line when you're doing a half an hour every day or whatever your goal is, then you have a bigger celebration. But like, but commemorating and celebrating those moments when you're like, hey, wait a minute. And then also when you're in the bus the next time with a bag and you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't forget the bag. And you don't go down that rabbit hole, say, hey, that's nice. I didn't go down the rabbit hole. So like when you notice progress in your healing, it doesn't matter how small that progress is, but when you notice it, commemorate it, celebrate it. Even if the celebration is just you thinking, ha ha, well done. High five. I high five myself a lot because there's not always people around that want to or are able to high five with me. So there you go. But, um, but yeah, it's it's important that we celebrate our progress because, because otherwise it becomes something that we don't necessarily notice. And when we're not noticing it, then we stop mo- then we stop feeding our motivation and our willpower starts giving out and then we start falling back into familiar habits, familiar patterns of thinking. So we're when we're trying to build these new pathways, we need to be we need to make sure that what we're setting out to do, we do it in steps that we can keep up with. But we also need to do it in a way that keeps us going like, yeah, actually, this is working. This is, you know, I'm gaining momentum. And that's why it's so important to celebrate and 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 really, you know, point it out to yourself. When you notice like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have that irrational thought that I would have usually had in this situation. That's something to really say, well done. 
well done me for doing that. So I hope that was useful in your healing journey and in the way that you are viewing your, um, your progress. And um, I'll see you again next time. Bye.